and now I'm like I feel like I'm getting sick again. So it's great. It's great having little kids. It's yeah. I was gonna say it, that's that's how it is when you you got little kids, right? You just pass it. Yeah. It's somebody's turn, right? It's turn based. It's uh... you can't. You, it's, it's, <laughs> yes, having a family of little kids is turn based uh, with illnesses, and you never know. Turn based RPG, and that you're always somebody. Yeah. Somebody is always you never know had, who is started always... the illness too. That's the thing. It's like, Co- well, I cursed it's, or whatever. Yeah. Is this the cold that I started, or did you start this one? <laughs> yes. Or... Right. Right. You can play that game. Hey, I'm Pete Steele. And I'm Andrew Miller. Welcome to Two Can Play That Game, the podcast for people who have one friend. If you have more than one friend, this podcast is not for you. And Andrew, (laughs) go ahead and finish him. Uh, Fatality. That's Uh, right. You know what I mean? Just go ahead and... I give you official permission to murder them, Andrew. Sorry. <laughs> I like how you, I like how you kind of said like, uh, um, if you have more than one friend, there was a there was a a tone of like disgust in your voice when you said that. Like, if you, you have, have more than one friend, more than yeah, one you're friend. Disgusting. If you're one of those people who have no, just <laughs> have more than one friend. You can get out. Get out of my get country. Up. Get on out of here. Yeah. You can get out. Uh, if you're one of those people who are so selfish, so greedy, that you've somehow, you know, been able to have more than one friend while the rest of us are out here. Yeah. Having one friend. Yeah. Makes you me know, sick. Maybe rethink some things. Yeah. And, um, or else, or else, Andrew's gonna, you know, uh, do do a classic fatality. Uh, uh, I'm gonna a, use my special gonna move. I'm gonna press, take like, off his hat or something, and yeah, and press like, up cut and you B in and, half or whatever. Yeah, and then we're gonna see the inside of your body, and then he's gonna reach in and pull something out, something like that. You know, I gotta be honest with you. I was never a Mortal Kombat guy because I was always wow. I only had that Nintendo, and Mortal Kombat was never oh. on Nintendo. So yeah. it was that Street was Fighter. A... It was Street Fighter for me. So Street Fighter, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, you know, what can I say, Andrew? Cl- cl- another win for Sega. Um, yeah. Sega. It was not quite as both. quite as uh, gruesome as um, Mortal Kombat was a little too gory, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I could see how you know, for someone like you, that might be true. Uh, those of us, those of us, those of us blue collar guys, you know what I mean. We come home, we crack a Bud Light, you know what I mean, and uh, don't what, turn, let any kind of violence bother us at, at all here. Turn in, on Mortal Kombat. <laughs> turn on Mortal Kombat just to feel something uh, here in the United States. No, Andrew. Well, the even reason that we're mentioning fighting games is because today, Andrew, on the podcast, uh, and by the way, Andrew, uh, I am uh, we're recording a podcast currently. I right, right. You were saying um, it was sounded like you were you were telling me like as if I didn't know. By the way, uh, Andrew, was, uh, well, you know, I didn't want to I didn't want to scare you with a sudden <laughs> movement, but I am recording this, uh, okay. Andrew. The we are covering today. A game called Pocket Paragons mm. um, from Solus Game Studios, and uh, it um, it is, you know, it, it is a two-player dueling card game that 
um, is very much inspired by fighting games. Um, Whoa, Pete, and was that, honestly, that was one what, sentence it, right there. I yeah, mean. I know, I know, and I think I could do better, Andrew. So why don't we go ahead and try to really try to sum this up in one sentence? One sentence explanations. Okay, Pete, if you think you can do better than what you just said. Uh, go ahead and give it a shot. Oh, man. I'll give it a shot. Here we go. Um, entering my, you know, entering my one-sentence summary code. Uh, <laughs> down, down, A, back, back, beef, you know. Uh, Andrew, uh, sweep. Um, and then suddenly <laughs> the screen darkens, Andrew, and here comes my one-sentence summary. Uh, Pocket Paragons is an effective fighting game simulator, Andrew, that teaches you how to read a situation and also how to execute someone when they're sleeping. Pocket Paragons, Andrew. Wow. Uh, yeah. I like the execute someone while they're sleeping. Uh, that is a big part of this game, so yeah. That's a huge mm -hmm. part of this game. Um, mm -hmm. I didn't. Mine wasn't quite as long as that. I said that Pocket Paragons is a game of rock, paper, scissors that's been branded with some IP. Um, yeah, 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 that's a very true. That's Now, very that true. may sound like I don't like the game, but um, no. it is pretty... It's it's rock, paper, scissors, but it's it's like rock, paper, scissors on steroids. And well, I, yeah. I will say the rock, paper, uh, steroids is, are allowed in this league because they're not considered Rock, paper, entries. steroids? Yeah, yeah, rock, yeah, paper, yeah, yeah. Rock, paper, steroids. Rock, paper, steroids. Shoot. Well, it's funny, Andrew. It's funny you mentioned that because it is something that came up in the um, some of the reviews that I saw for this one. There, there were uh, uh, a spoiler alert for the later in the episode. There weren't enough crazy guys reviewing this now, one to do a full segment. Everybody on it. turned off the podcast now, Pete. Great. All yeah. Right. Oh my God. Sorry, Andrew. Or 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 were there? How about that for a oh. uh, <laughs> Only one way to find out. Heck, I might have even moved the segment to the end credits. That's uh, right. That you got to listen to all two yeah, and a half <laughs> hours of this nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe. I don't know. Um, who's to say, Andrew? Who's to say? Might, might, might go off for a long time on this one. Um, the... Uh, People, the rock, paper, scissors uh, comparison came up um, a lot for this one. And a lot of people use that, uh, like you said, some people might consider that to be kind of a disparaging comparison or something like that nature. Um, but uh, uh, fighting, fan, fighting game fans, I think, are... Uh, are not are no stranger to that idea because it it, it is not uh, uncommon for uh, people who play fighting games to refer to um, you know how they play the game to to be similar to rock paper scissors. I mean, the uh, you know people who play competitively uh, with fighting games, whether it be you know Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, uh, you know any of those things, Darkstalkers, uh, Skull, or even Super Smash stuff. Brothers, maybe. Or even Super Smash Brothers, they um, it does um, it does boil down to something similar to rock paper scissors because the dynamic is that oftentimes you have like a move set and each one of those moves has like an ideal situation when you would use it basically, right. um, but also on the other hand has like 
a very bad situation to use it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the wrong situation to use it. And so learning that, learning, um, trying to predict what your opponent is about to do and trying to remember and have the speed to produce the move on your side that is best for that situation that you predict is coming next is like at the heart of it, basically. So it, 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 it some people might try to act like a rock, paper, scissors comparison. It makes it seem is, is like a bad thing, like makes it seem uh, like the game <coughs> is not good. But actually, I, I think that that only serves to show that it, it is actually very effectively reproducing that uh, mechanic. You know what well, I mean? Well, it so, is kind of like, yeah, when I play, when I used to play Street Fighter, it'd be like, okay, I'm going to block until I can press a bunch of other buttons you know right. <laughs> like that mm-hmm. basically it like you know it's like when do i block when and if i guess wrong oh i'm gonna get hit before i can you know when i unblock you're gonna whatever. they call that punishing yeah if you do the wrong thing and they can capitalize on it um yeah. by doing the right thing you, you get punished for it now, yeah exactly pete on our little rundown here it always says quick explanation of the game mm-hmm. that the part that comes next in the podcast for yeah. those who, ha- who yeah. listen to all 75 of these episodes and this game yeah. is so small that I think we can actually do a quick explanation. I think we actually can. Yeah, usually it ends up being a long one where I go on for way too long. Uh, h- how about this, Andrew? Here's the here's the game. Is you pick a character, uh, which is another fighting game, you know, similarity. You can you, there's almost like a character select screen, if you will, quote unquote, which is to say, uh, usually you get a pack uh, uh, of this game, um, and it comes with X amount of characters within. Uh, like you said, they, they've made some different versions using some different uh, intellectual properties, some different IPs. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and maybe it comes with like six different fighters you can choose from. And each one has um, a set of, I believe, something like six cards, six different moves that they can use. Um, and um, you basically... Um, you, you and, and your opponent choose one of your cards to play face down in front of you and then you simultaneously flip them up it's a simultaneous play um, situation and then you simply resolve what happens based on the moves you chose so you have um now each I'll character say, each yeah. can i say real, real quick i think uh, like oh, yeah. mo- most of them like do damage or they have a big number right on it, it says like three uh-huh. or two or right. one and so it's like okay right. well i did some damage you also have a move that is block you know, that could be one of the things, yes, too. Yes, that blocks all the damage incoming, right, exactly. Yeah. Which, obviously, if you play it when your opponent is tr- is attacking with a lot of damage and you happen to block all the damage because you went with the block one, that's a great that's a great time to use it. Exactly. You, And then, you know, you just see what happens, and then you put that one aside, and then you do it again. Um, right. So that's, that is the one thing, right, is after you use your move, you exhaust it. Um, so you set it aside... And then you choose again from the remaining cards you have. And yeah. so you're slowly dwindling down of your options of what moveset, moves you can choose from your moveset until you play a card called Rest that everybody has. When you play the card Rest, you actually take all of your cards back into your hand so your entire moveset is available to you again. Um, and uh, Which is great. Except that not only can you take damage like normal during when you're when you're resting uh, because you're not blocking, um, but also you um, can be executed, which is to say, anytime 
if your opponent has their weapon move, everybody has like the same um, six or so move categories. There's like strength, agility, weapon, intelligence, uh, block, intelligence, rest, and their ultimate. Um, but within those categories, everybody ha- everybody's move is slightly different. Like somebody's yes. intelligence might hit for three and also let them heal one, but another person's intelligence move might hit for one, but let them block all damage or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, so, yeah. um, or some of them might not hit for anything, you know, and then right. they do something else, you know, they do something completely different. Yeah. That's, we'll get into it later, but the characters are, are widely vary in their yeah. moves, move set within those, those categories, even though everybody has those same cat, one of each of those, categories basically represented in their hand what they do for each character is different um but the thing that remains the same is throughout the uh, the entire game no matter what version you're playing is that if someone is playing their rest card and the other person plays the red the weapon card the the red sword icon it is an automatic execute, which is to say the person was resting, somebody, the other person came in with a weapon, and that's that's it, game over. Yeah. Um, so we should say that and, you have uh, you have like ten hit points or whatever when you start the game, and mm-hmm. you, you start bringing that down, and so you yeah. could be way ahead, your opponent could be almost done, but mm-hmm. if you get executed, that's it, game over. The game. Yeah, exactly. That's an instant kill. Yep. The game can the game can literally be over on the first turn if you're not smart. You know. Yeah. It, um, it could right. It could be right. Exactly. It could be over very quick, and it can also be stretched out depending on how yeah. you know. You could start healing. You could start blocking in the right time. I would assume the more you know, just like a fighting game, the better you uh, get at it or whatnot, and the higher the skill level of the people doing it. Probably the longer the match, just because. Yeah the more strategic the play and the more counter uh, play at, at hand. Um, that That is another small part of this is that every card, every one of those overarching categories can be countered as well if, they're, well, if the other person plays the right card, which which and, means that the person, if, if somebody plays a card, like let's say uh, uh, stre- strength counters agility, right? That's right. Or no, strength counters... A, well, no, strength uh, intelligence, counters, me. No, it ja- counters agility because it's easy to remember. I didn't oh. realize this when we were playing, but I saw yeah. a video. I saw a video today that pointed this out that the mm-hmm. strength symbol is a fist, and the agility right. symbol are like two are like wings, which look kind of like scissors. Scissors. And the intelligence is a book, which is made out of paper. So that's one yeah. easy way to remember. They Rocks, actually they like they kind of admit scissors. in the game that. You know, this game is similar to rock, paper, scissors. Like they're, it's they're a, admitting it's a it. knowing wink, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you um, play, so yeah. So in that case, if you play the rock fist, beats scissors. So yes. yeah, if it, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and agility then beats intelligence. Yeah, that makes sense. And intelligence beats uh, beats strength. Um, yeah, and so when something is countered like that. Uh, it just means that your opponent, you get kind of like a free hit. Your opponent has to exhaust their card without resolving it, and you resolve yours yeah. as normal. So that, like that they is didn't even play anything. Strategic element. Yeah, exactly. So you are basically the what the game boils down to, right? Is you are trying to read your opponent, think what they might play next, and then try to play the right thing at the right time. That's it, over and over again until uh, you bring their HP down completely. Before yours, or 
you figure out a way to execute them. Yeah, um, which is so, tricky because if you don't want to leave yeah. that rest card to be your last card, uh, right, unless right. you know, it, especially if you know mm-hmm. they still have their weapon card, you know, because then mm-hmm. they know, ah, you only have you only have one card left, and I know what it mm-hmm. is, so I'm just going to execute you on this one, you know. <laughs> so yep. Um, but you yep, don't want to do exactly. it too early because you're trying to get your cards back. So there's right. always right. that risk of being executed, which makes this game mm-hmm. tense. You can never like sit back and say, "Oh, I've got this one." You know, you're almost done. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, yeah, exactly. you, you mentioned also that each character has an ultimate uh, move yeah. card, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm, is one mm-hmm. card that you set aside at the beginning of the game, and every time that you rest, and sometimes on some other special cards you can get, uh, what is it called, energy? Energy. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so when you get a certain amount, you can activate that that special card. You can bring it into your hand after you get mm-hmm. the required amount of energy. And if it's some characters have ones that are really, really amazing and you need more energy for, and some of them aren't, aren't quite as good and you need less energy to buy it. You basically mm-hmm. buy it, yep. and then you use it, and usually you put it right back, and then you can buy it again, usually, for most mm, people. Typically, yeah, 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 exactly. So it's like yeah, a special um, move. It's their special move. Special in move. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, just another cool nod to fighting games, I think, as well. And just makes it that much more interesting. It's like suddenly when, you know, somewhere in the middle of the game, your opponent unlocks an ultimate move, quote unquote, it's like, ah, oh no. And it it goes into their hand, they don't necessarily have to play it right away. So then you're wondering when it's going to come out. Because you could, technically, you could play something that um, you probably have a move that would be ideal to play against that ultimate, you know what I mean? And would basically render that ultimate somewhat useless too. So if you can figure out when they're going to play that, you, that would be, that would be a great, that'd be a great counter. You know what I mean? Like if you can, if you can somehow make it so that even then when they got their ultimate, they couldn't really use it effectively. Hey, you're sitting pretty, you know what I mean? At that point you dodged a bullet. So yeah, uh, that's the game. Basically you are, you are simultaneously flipping up a card and seeing, um, and then resolving what happens based on what's on the card. It's it's almost, you know, it reminds me a little bit of um, lightsaber dueling packs, Star Wars lightsaber dueling pack. Yeah, you know what I mean? You, know, you I was simultaneously, say that. yeah, <laughs> you, you simultaneously pick a move and then you find out what happens. Um, and there there are great ones to play at sometimes and and like and really bad times to play certain moves too. So it's very similar to lightsaber dueling pack, I think. But really, mm-hmm. re- you got to remember that lightsaber dueling pack is based on that game. What was it called? I think it was called Lost Worlds or something like that. Or mm, yeah, um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> which was based on Ace of Aces, which was a dogfighting game. But in oh, that yeah, loss, right, right. I think, oh, man, I hope I'm saying the right thing now. It's been a while since we played. I think that. so. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Lost Worlds. You you would buy different characters. You would buy like this book is for this character. This book is for this uh-huh. character. And the idea was that you could play them against each other from different, yep. you know, all kinds of different crazy characters. And that's kind of the same thing here. Yeah, they have tons yeah. of different characters that you can get and be like, oh, I'm going to yeah. play this person from this IP, or I'm going to play from this this person from this comic book or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, against yep. you so they all mix yeah. and match that way um and couple they things play in different styles yeah a <clears throat> couple things also is um if you buy like the full box of this there's also mm-hmm. a solo mode in there um mm. that has uh like ai like decks bot. that you can play yeah, yeah, bot yeah, yeah, yeah. Play okay mm-hmm. and there's also rules for tur- tournament mode which we didn't play this way pete but you can they say you can if you want like a longer version uh-huh. of this you, you pick three fighters in the beginning and oh, then right if you lose, then for your for your next fight, you get to take one of the 
best cards from the guy who just lost and put it into oh. like, replace it into the next one so that you have a little advantage for the next round. That's fun. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a cool mode to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Um, right. To make it so that you don't. Yeah. 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 Uh, to make it a little more balanced as a result. Yeah, it'll yeah. give you a better chance. Yeah. Because now you only um, have that's two very cool. and they have three. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think, you know, we'll, we, won't, we won't get into our reviews so early, <laughs> but I, I, I think that that is indicative that the person who made this did put a good amount of thought into it. It is like, you know, it, the, the components of this game uh, and, like, the gameplay are um not huge i guess you would say no, like they don't simple. you know what i mean yeah. it's not <laughs> it's not super deep in terms of uh that that type of it's not it's not what it's not what they would refer to as a heavy game you not know what i mean all. the the rules are one sheet of paper basically you know what i mean um but yeah. it's one of those one of those games where it's like hey you could explain it in a second or whatever you know what i mean teach it in a minute but uh, but then the gameplay of it is where the com- complexity comes in and the and the yeah. the tactics. So yeah. Um, well, Pete, I did mention that I uh, was looking at a video of this game today, and that's because I was researching the history of this game. Wow, that's what I was doing today. Um, while all you other people were out there playing board games, I was I was as- I was asleep for most of the day. Were- <laughs> but yeah, wow. <laughs> Yep, yeah, I was burning the midday oil, as they say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I did learn that this game came out in 2020, so it's a relatively new game. Um, mm. It's published by a uh, small design company called Solus Games. Yeah. And uh, designed by somebody named Brian McKay. Yeah. And Brian McKay... We, um, speaking of Solus, actually, Andrew, before you move on to Brian... Yeah. Um, uh, this is another game, Andrew. We should tell our our listeners that we got to play oh, yeah. um, and test at PAX Unplugged 2023. Yes. So we actually got to meet Chris Solis, the owner yeah. of Solis Game Studios, um, and he taught us this game. Um, and then he was gracious enough to uh, to let us um, uh, walk away with a copy of it so that we could get a sense for for what it is here at home. So we're very grateful to him. Of course, we can't be bought. You know what I mean? No. Um, Not usually. Uh, yeah, no. Well, the scores can't be bought. We can definitely. We'll do. We'll pretty much. Pro- we'll probably cover your game if you. You know. <laughs> uh, but we're not gonna. We're not gonna say it's good unless it's good. Anyway. That's right. That's um, right. But, uh, but yeah, nice fella. And, um, and yeah, and always good to meet a, you know, a, a more independent game oh, we developer love, we, and, and producer, basically. Yes, we love stuff like that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I feel like we champion some of the, the smaller uh, companies or the smaller yeah. lesser known games and stuff like that. But Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. This yeah. game definitely yeah. does have a cult following though. I think pe- a lot of people mm. do like this game. <laughs> um mm-hmm. anyway, Brian McKay though, he uh designed this game and he was a Magic the Gathering player for a long time. Um I learned it which is the case with many nerd many nerds out there. Always start with Magic mm-hmm. the Gathering, right? And, uh, mm-hmm. but so he had been kind of like, I think that's kind of where a lot of his, um, you know, his ideas about games came from. And so he had been designing this game and re- like redesigning it and redesigning it for about like seven years. Uh, he wow. said, uh, okay. and originally it was a much, much 
bigger, more complicated card game. Um, yeah. And then over those seven years, he kept like chopping things off. Be like, oh, let's take off this part. Let's take off this mechanic. Let's give until trim the fat. <laughs> until literally, yeah, it's it's basically like the smallest, simplest card game I've ever played. So it's like you know, it just took seven years to keep trimming off the fat. And it's a tiny little thing now. But yeah, it's very streamlined. Yeah. Yeah, and he said that he, you know he was waiting in line at a board game convention and just wishing that somebody would like walk by and like hand him a game that he could play while he was in line. And so that kind of like inspired him to make this game even smaller, which literally like he said, now they go to board game conventions and just hand people like the free demo uh, characters, like two, two characters that they give out to people and be like, here, yes. play this while you're standing in line. Yes. Cause you can. Yeah. 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 And you could put that. It's literally what, you know, what is that? Like 15 cards. You could put it, you could yeah. put it in your pocket. You could put it in your shirt pocket. You know what I mean? I guess that's yeah. why it's mm-hmm. called pocket paragon. Oh, wow. Hmm. I had to look <laughs> yeah. up the word. Just, I had to look up the word paragons. It's like a per, it means the perfect example of something. I think I had heard that before, but I never oh, really knew okay. what it means. Paragon. So it's I thought you were perfect... about to say you had to look up the word pocket. And I yeah, like, oh, that, no. well, that too, Pete. I thought that mm-hmm. went without saying. I mean. <laughs> um, so, um, anyway, uh, Brian McKay, he had this game idea, and he hooked up with Chris Solis, who you just mentioned, who had just, uh, at the same around the same time, had started his own game company. And yeah. uh, this was the second game that they uh, came up with uh, mm-hmm. from Solis Games. The first one was called... Uh, Frenemy Pastry Party. That was their first. Oh. It's like more of like a okay. party game. It was like a. I was looking at it. It's like a very cute little game. Sure. Um, cute. And most of it, most of their stuff is Pocket Paragons, different packs for that. But they also made a game called yeah. Space Lion, which is yeah, um, designed by Chris Solis himself. So that's like his yeah. Yeah, and that that one I've actually gotten a chance to play as well, Andrew, and I was really impressed by that one. Um, we, you know, we uh, had our eye on this one, of course, because it's a two player only, two and player. that one is like a I think that one's a one to five player or a one to four player, and so um, you know, I, at first I was like, oh, you know, too many players, I'll never. <laughs> I might not even ever, you know, open this thing or whatever. Right, right. Uh, but then uh, I was like, oh, let me see what's going on here. Uh, might be, might be something fun here. And then I was, and then I actually did, you know, I tested it out. I, I played it, and I was like, man, this is actually, this is well done too. That mm. that one's I think designed by Chris Solis, I think. Yes. Um, yeah, it is. And who owns the studio? And I was like, oh my! I was like, well, this is I. This is much, you know, better than I. They. I. I went in with for some reason. I just went in being like, ugh, yeah, we'll see. I don't know, you know, independent studio. Who you never know. You know what I mean? Like what this guy uh, is gonna do. And and really liked that one actually. Um, and then we'll get into. Did I really like this one, Andrew? I don't know. Maybe you got the whole lot. You have to wait. So, anyway, kind of like the whole. I think we we kind of mentioned it, but the whole idea behind this game of Pocket Paragons is that they have come out with now several different boxes for this, mm-hmm. and each one is like a crossover with some other um, set of characters from maybe from yep. some other game or some like a comic book or something like that. Yep. And so the idea is that you can play as your favorite character against a character from something else completely different, where you're like you're it's yeah. like the multiverse of characters now. You're you're jumping across yeah. to different things. So they yep. have they have several of them here, but uh, there's one Acquisitions Incorporated that's from like uh, Penny Arcade characters. Yeah, 
Yeah, speaking of PAX, uh, yeah. PAX, P-A-X, Penny Arcade Expo, um, and so I think Penny, so Penny Arcade, the comic, the online comic that made the uh, popular series Acquisitions Incorporated, yeah, so there's one based on that IP. They have one um, called Origins, which I think was the original, they, they yeah, have some, that's, some original mm-hmm. characters for this, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. And they're yeah, just Pocket they Paragon's characters. characters, they're not from yeah. anything else, they're just from this. Right. There's... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. A A E G I S. Aegis? Is that I don't know. Yes. Yep. These that's, are not that's sorry, these are not game. <laughs> I'm like offending people who are really into these th- these uh specific uh, Yeah. That that's another game. Uh Temporal Odyssey was actually another game that Chris Solis made under yes. the Solus Game Studios and then and then he did a crossover with Pocket Paragons where he has an entire pack of characters from that. That that is in and of itself a, a two-player dueling game, uh, Temporal Odyssey, I believe, that, that Chris Solis made as well. That's yes. just like a whole different system, basically. But he brought those some of those characters over into this for a pack. Um, Rival, Rivals he, of the Aether? Of the Aether? Yeah, Rivals of the Aether, um, which is another uh, game. I think I think one of the things that Solus Game Studios does is they also um, you can contract them to to make your game if you, if you have one like already ready to. To produce, basically, they can produce it for you, um, which is, I gotta say, um, it's not a bad option because they they really do make uh, good quality games. Now that I've yeah. been able to see some of them and everything like that, good components. So uh, even when it's even when it's not even their game and they're just like helping another developer, um, you know, produce these games, make these games, physically create these games, they're doing a good job in that respect too. Um, so, and I think that's I think that's where that ether one comes from with the with the animals that fight each uh, other and stuff like that. Yeah, and so the last thing I have here is that um, if you're listening to this episode right when it comes out, this is like good timing, Pete, that we're making this now because I'm telling you, I'm telling the, you, they're they're in a Kickstarter right now for the next yep. version of this called the Massive Verse card game. Yeah, uh, powered by the uh, the Pocket Paragon system. So system. Mm-hmm. It's massive versus like, and again, this is another thing I'm not totally familiar with, but it's a it's a comic book series of some kind with a whole bunch of different characters in it. Uh, okay, it was already existing. I didn't know if that. Yes. I didn't know if that was original. Well, either. I look, no, I looked it up, and it's a it it's a it's a it's an already existing comic book uh, thing called the massive massive verse. Okay. Yeah, and uh, so that is in Kickstarter right now. So go check that out. And um, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah they're so, and it's like and it's superhero based right so it's like so yeah. a lot of the packs so far um that you that are available for pocket paragons are like kind of like medieval fantasy like a kind of like a true uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know, whatever medieval medieval fantasy um there's a little bit of sci-fi in there in some of them um <laughs> there's like a there's like an entire mech one that's that aegis one is an, is an entire mech one there's like um, a- animal anthropomorphic animals that fight each other, which is the ether one, uh, uh, stuff like that. I think there's an entire pirate thing uh, pack that he put together one time. But the but this massive verse is suddenly bringing in superheroes, which is very smart on their part because I mean obviously people are superhero crazy these days. So um, you know what this reminds they're me really of. Now that we're sticking just their this, finger in a lot of plums, you know. Yeah, this reminds me of that game from way, way back in the day that we used to play called uh, Munchkin. That I think is a lot. Of people yeah, know. sure. 
You know, where they would come yes, out with different like where they would, genres of the same yeah, game. Yeah, pirate munchkin. Yes. Yep, superhero munchkin. Them, mm-hmm. You could mix them together mm. and play with different decks all mixed together. So it's kind of the same Very idea. Very smart. Like, you know, they're, they're different genres, but they can be played against each other. Very smart, Andrew. Very smart. Yeah. yeah, I think what they're doing is not only yeah, not only very smart. I think also uh, very good quality. Quite frankly, too. So I wish I wish them the the best, honestly, because it's like you know usually it's one or the other a lot of the time. You know what I mean? Either somebody has like a really smart like model, but the actual game stinks, or like the game's very good, but like nobody knows about it because the mo- the model you know they're not able to get it out there, or the model's not very good or whatever but but this is a good marriage of the two i think uh what they're doing over there yeah now andrew i will say that you know asterisk uh they're doing a great job already but uh they could probably be doing a better job with a little bit of help from let's just say a couple of guys who run an extremely successful podcast so yeah andrew i'm talking about market research Market research. Chris Solis, you can go ahead and rest easy knowing that Andrew and Pete have done your market research for you. That's right. We're going to tell you some ways, because I know you're listening to this. We're going to tell you some ways to make this game appeal to the masses more. How are we going to sell more pocket paragons? And uh, wow, wow. You couldn't have couldn't have two better couldn't have two better fellows. uh, Yeah, you know, giving you advice for this one. Chris, um, we've done. Uh, I uh, I was about to s- list off some things, some advice that we've we've given in similar segments, but I honestly do not remember any of these that we've ever done, Andrew. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Um, I did my market research, and I'm sure that they have just never thought of this before. But hey, let's let's get some IP, even if even if you don't own it. You know what I'm saying? Let's get some Star Wars characters in this thing. Let's make a deck yeah. for all the st- every single Star Wars character. I don't care if Fantasy Flight makes those games. You know, I'm sure they, it's not expensive to buy that. Just go ahead. Let's yeah. do Star Wars. Step, step number one, Chris, uh, and again, turn it up because we know, you know what I mean? We know that you already have it at probably 99, <laughs> volume 99, but give it that extra kick to 100 for step one, get sued. That's how you <laughs> <laughs> get sued by Disney now. Get actually. sued by Disney. Um you know what? If that's too too hot for you, maybe Star Trek. There's a lot of Star Trek characters out there that you maybe could Star do. Trek. You, you know, know I'm I mean? sh- maybe they're not as litigious. I don't know. Um, I can't say for sure. Um, you know, we mentioned yeah. Su- Super Smash Brothers. Let's start doing some Mario characters. Oh, let's let's do Star uh, Super Smash if, Brothers. Oh, be huge! Pocket yeah, Paragons, the game. Nintendo, they don't care. You can just do it. Um, I'd love it. I'm, I'm sure they've never thought of these. How about Lord of the Rings? Let's do that one. Uh, how about Lord of the Rings? Let's how about that. Magic the Gathering? You know, that's uh, wow. that's already a card game. Let's make it a quicker card game. You know, get some characters from Magic. Wow. How about some Ewoks yeah. in there? Did I mention Ewoks already? Well, that's separate from Star Wars. Nope. That's, okay. Yeah, that's right. Well, you're talking about there. Ewoks from the Ewok um, specials, right? Yes. So that is separate technically. The, yeah. Then. Yeah, from the 80s. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's, I yeah. want those mm-hmm. Ewoks in it. Yep. <clears throat> those Ewoks. Yeah, with um, the messed up face, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And you know what? They seem to be crossing over Pocket Paragons with some other, like that Aegeus, uh, that's a, like a game. So, mm-hmm. uh, so I think maybe, I, I went and looked at our leaderboard, and here are some other games that maybe, maybe these might oh, actually yeah. be. Uh, how about Batflip? 
Uh, that's another very small. Ooh, bat flip pocket paragons. Uh, even smaller crossover. Uh, I like that publisher. But you you get some baseball players in there, some fake baseball players. Um, I love it. How about you know what else this game reminds me of? Stratego. Hmm. Let's Ooh, let's do Stratego. Stratego. Let's get some uh, Napoleonic yep. hats in this game. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It is kind of like Stratego because you like flip it over. You're like, whoop! What? What is it? It is. Oh, you it beat is. Me. You're yeah. trying to predict your opponent, what your opponent did, uh, yeah, and do the right thing at the right time. Yeah, yes. it is. How about you remember that game, Coon versus Lakia with the uh, Royal Rabbits? Yeah. Let's do that oh, yeah. one. Yeah, of course. I, I think oh, that'll be yeah. good crossover. Oh, that would be good. Yeah. And um, finally, I'm playing as the Abbot for that one. Yeah. Let's get any historical card-based game. Let's do Watergate. Let's get Nixon in this thing. Ooh, Watergate. Get Nixon in Shores, here. For Shores sure. of Tripoli. You know, that's another sm- kind of small publisher. Wow. You could talk to Kevin over there. Um, wow, 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 wow. I think wow, it'd be wow. fun. Just get some just get some real-life historical characters. It would be thing. fun to do, like, votes for women, and you <laughs> and somebody plays as, like, you know, some stodgy senators or whatever, and then you get to literally, like, <laughs> kick them in half you know what i mean <laughs> kick their head off or whatever i think that'd be well it is that, wasn't there like a, a fad of like doing like abraham lincoln like um oh versus like big bigfoot or yeah or like yeah, like yeah vampire yeah. hunter abraham lincoln or something like that but see i would trust chris i would trust chris solis to do and brian mckay to do it much better so they, okay. they those people were just like doing like those are the kind of people who also do like Taco Tuesday T-shirts, you know what I mean? Right, like right, and right, like okay. uh, and like it's wine o'clock or whatever, and it's like all right, you know what I mean? There's not yes. there's no substance to it, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think I think it could be done well, and uh, and I would actually give it to Solus Studios over over even Disney. How about that, Andrew? No, all right. Um, yeah. But um, the Andrew here's here, speaking of kicking some heads off, Andrew. Well, first of all, Andrew, actually, before I go too far. Uh, of course, I would be pushing for Fields of Arla um, Pocket Paragon mix <laughs> mix over, so that you Just know farming. basically you're one farmer in Frisia, Germany, and then they're another farmer in Frisia, Germany, and you could do things like you could have a move where it like sharpens your axe or whatever, and you could have a move where you swing your spade at them. You know what I mean? You like cut the um, peat moss or whatever. Yeah. Yes. You, right. You throw some of the peat moss at them that you. <laughs> That you have shaped which out, category of, the, out that, of the bog that, that you have drained. Is that uh, agility? I don't know. Uh, it's pretty much all categories. It takes all <laughs> categories to do to be a farmer in Frisia, which you would know if you played more Fields of Arla, Andrew. Okay, uh, no, but um, I my idea for market research, uh, Andrew, speaking of kicking heads off of old senators, um, is, uh, is, is related to Mortal Kombat, like we talked earlier, Andrew. Mortal Kombat, one of the big things, and the reason that Nint- Nintendo couldn't take the heat, basically, was uh, was because you could t- put in a code to turn on blood in Mortal That's Kombat, right. Andrew, yeah. in the first one. It, it By default, it didn't have it because they were a little worried, you know. These days, I don't know, anything would probably go. You'd probably be vaping out of your butt in it or something like that and, <laughs> um yeah wouldn't have to be worried. but back then um it was like there it was almost like gray sweat came off of people oh um, yeah it was until, very not i mean yeah although looking back on it it felt like it was very realistic but now when you look back on it you're like well, that is not yeah. realistic yeah. looking at all you know it's, it's yeah. very um and you could put in a code that would turn the blood on basically mm-hmm. um and so you had to very actively 
want to do it basically uh, and that's how they got around some stuff i guess uh and so that's what but i think that's what uh brian and chris have to do with this is uh, offer blood blood mode you know what i mean or it just gets yeah. very gory because i mean let's face it okay. people are people are people are savages these days especially in the u.s andrew they they can't get enough of blood yeah. um yeah okay. and so you know make it a little more bloody you know what i mean so uh <laughs> how do you do that maybe you uh, maybe you just have like a separate blood mode set of cards where they're just the same thing but much gorier drawn or whatever, you know, that kind of thing. Right. And here's here's how you appease the parents, Andrew. They can control it because it's a separate deck. Maybe they've just put it in – your mom puts it in her closet or something like that. You know? Okay. Yeah, up high right. where you can't reach. Yeah. Up high where you can't reach along, uh, along with the cigarettes and uh, whatever. You know what I mean? Uh, whatever else moms uh, do over there, you know what I mean, uh, that they don't want us getting into. Um, and, yeah, and I think that would end up, you know, I think that that would get some buzz, yeah. uh, word Pe- of mouth, but also, you know, get a lot of kids going like, oh, ooh, this is, uh, you know, this is naughty, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I shouldn't be playing uh, Pocket Paragon's blood, uh, blood cheat <laughs> on, you know what I mean? Yes, I see what you're saying. Yeah, we get we get kids talking about why. Well, my mom lets me play it with blood mode on. Yeah. Uh huh. What you got the blood? Your mom, you know, your mom gave you lets you play with the blood deck. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah right. Exactly. Um, wow. Pete, uh, you know how at the beginning of that you said that you couldn't remember uh, other times that we've done market research and you couldn't remember what you said for the mm-hmm. market research. Yeah. Um, there is one specific one that I do remember, and it was on our very first episode, which was chess, and we did do this segment, market research. Yeah. And your suggestion, specifically I remember, uh, for chess was to turn the blood mode on. For <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Let's go, Andrew. And Evergreen, listen, Chris, <laughs> Chris Solis, you got to know, Solis Game Studio this is how you know that the what that the advice that you get from this podcast is evergreen because it was it was true about chess in episode one and it's true about pocket paragons in episode 75 um turn the blood mode on it worked for chess everybody knows chess let's put it let me put it that way chris four years Um, later still talking about the blood mode but still talking about yeah right it worked for chess chess. after that episode came out you saw chess flying off the shelves when they added blood mode. crazy they made a show about it where some uh gal plays it uh they uh started playing it worldwide (laughs) did we make that episode before uh oh man i don't know i think i think we probably made the episode after but who's to say really there's no way to know so i'm just gonna assume that (laughs) you could just look up when Um, queen's gambit came out and when that yeah but i don't know yeah Yeah. good point i'm not gonna do that um andrew i can't do that i don't have time to do that because you know what i'm actually expecting someone you're Um, wow really yeah sorry um well, it, uh, honestly, quite frankly, I think they're here, Andrew. So oh. you're about to find out. It's Dr. Fraser Crane. Dr. Fraser Crane. Oh, well, come on in, Dr. Fraser Crane. Dr. Fraser Crane, mm-hmm. Crane is here, of course, as he is every time, to help us wow. count down the top ten phrases that you're going to hear someone say while playing this game, Pocket Paragons. Number ten. One, two, three, flip. Number nine. The only way you can hit me in this round is if he had some sort of sweep kick. Does that card say sweep kick? Number eight. Ready, set, flip. Number seven. To dodge this, you'd have to be able to jump 100 feet in the air. Oh, 100 feet jump card? Okay. 
Number six. And flip. Number five. The only thing that can get through my armor now is poison. So, oh, I'm guessing by that symbol on your card that it's poisoned. Number four. Take your mark. Flip. Number three. This card makes my strength ten times what it was. Oh, you're not even a, a solid anymore. You're a gas now. Okay. Number two. Prepare to flip on my signal. Flip. Number one. I'm resting, but because of my resting power, you can't execute me unless you had a silent blade. Don't even turn your card over. I can tell by your face that you have the silent blade. Star Wars Break Everything Oh, Andrew, it is time for a break. Give me a break. Break me off a piece of that Star Wars break. Andrew, it's time <laughs> to take a Star Wars break and continue playing um, our ongoing game of Star Wars, the deck building game. Um, people, eagle, eagle-eared uh, listeners will uh, remember that uh, we play one move of a game every episode. Um, and we are currently playing through Star Wars deck building game, and it's my turn for this one, Andrew. Yeah. This uh, is only your second <clears throat> turn. You had a turn, I had a turn. Now you have a turn. Again. Correct, correct, correct. Yeah. Now because it's so early in the game, Andrew, there's still you know it. The maj- we're still playing with a lot of these majority uh, early cards. You know what I mean. Uh, yeah. your default deck, your starting deck card. So as such, Andrew, this is not going to be that interesting or spicy a turn for me because four of my five cards, Andrew, are my Imperial Shuttle, um, <laughs> okay. which means that does total four resources I can spend. Um, so I might as well get that out of the way here. I'll put all these down. Four resources. Looking at the market, Andrew, I am... You know what? There's only a couple of cards that are specifically Imperial cards. There's a... there. I think maybe a few of these are Rebel cards for you. This one's a good one, actually, Andrew. I, I'm, and actually, it lines up perfectly, because I would need four resources to buy it, and I have four resources, so match made in heaven... This one here, Andrew, is called Landing Craft, and this is a good one. I remember this from past plays. Uh, it's a good thing to have on the Imperial side because it is a spaceship that allows me to do one of two things when I play it. I can either collect four resources, which is already a high amount of resources for just one card, or I can heal four damage to my Ooh. base planet, which is pretty good. That's so. Yeah, I'm glad to have this in the mix for sure. Um, that uses all of my resources, though, so that's all I can all I can buy on this round. I have one more card, Andrew. It is a Stormtrooper, and the Stormtrooper ha- hits for two. Um, and so i got to figure out... I currently... Um, my Actually, I, gosh, I wish I could play this <laughs> landing craft now, because my, my base planet is... You you had hit it for four, so Last time, it, it's only it, it only has four HP left of its eight HP before it explodes. Um, 
and your base planet i have not hit at all because i spent my last turn um you know bounty hunting or assassinating uh one of your heroes um so it's a tough decision i i kind of feel like putting a little bit of damage on your your planet before you get some sort of shield or like capital ship out there to absorb some of the damage but honestly you know what andrew i don't know why uh maybe pocket paragon just has me in kind of a uh an aggressive mood but i I, i'm gonna i'm gonna assassinate again i'm gonna assassinate take this two damage it happens to be the amount of damage that's needed to to bounty hunt to assassinate your duros spy that's available for you in the market um and uh and and honestly i don't want you having that card andrew because that is that that duros spy card if you were to have that one it has a power where when you play it i have to discard one of my cards so which already kind of hurts to lose a card and if i don't then you gain force which is not a good thing for me so i I just it's i don't want it out there it's gone um and uh, and i do get a reward every time you every time you um sabotage uh or assassinate uh one of your opponent's characters you oftentimes get a reward Uh, and my reward andrew is that i get to exile one of my cards, whether it be in my hand or in my um, discard pile, and you might be thinking to yourself, wait, why would exiling one of your cards be a reward? But remember, Andrew, this is a deck-building game, and you're going to... Part of that is that you will eventually want to not be pulling these lower-value cards. You'll want to be pulling the higher-value cards more frequently that that you're purchasing. So I'm gonna get I'm gonna exile one of my Imperial shuttles here, Andrew, just because wow. it only gets you one resource. So I'm hoping that um, basically to to trim my deck down a little bit and have some of these stronger cards come up more frequently. So that is my turn, Andrew. Um, and in replacing the Duros spy, aha, is some sort of neutral spaceship um, Z95. I think this is here. Uh, looks kind of like a X-wing a little bit, or like an mm, Y-wing maybe. Anyway, uh, hard to say. Andrew, this is uh, interesting. That so this one is neutral though, because so either of us could could get it on our turn if we so desire. Uh, okay, so that is the current market state, and that is the game, Andrew. I wish we could, you know, take your turn, but uh, come on. Who's got time for that? That's no. going to have to happen next episode. we got to get back to Pocket Paragons. That's right, Andrew. Uh, I mean, it's almost like, Andrew, quite frankly, it's almost like we're late to our own party. You know what I mean? Which is the episode here. Yeah. Um, and, uh, oh, s- speaking of party, Andrew, how about, uh, how about we start talking about life of the party? Life of the party. Life of the Party is the segment where we are going to turn this game, Pocket Paragons, into a party game. You know, even though, of course, we know that none of you out there listening are going to any parties. You lonely suckers, right? You only got one friend. You're not going to a party. Yeah. Yeah, we don't really have much business talking about party games and turning this into a party game. And you certainly don't have any business listening to somebody talk about parties. Uh, I, um... Even though I don't go to any parties myself, I have been to a lot of... I have been, like, standing around awkwardly at a lot of parties recently because my kids go to a lot of 
uh, okay. So it's not so, like yeah, I was invited I to the party. See. So this got me thinking. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I could not. I'll be honest with you. I couldn't fulfill our mission on this one. I could not think of how to turn Pocket Paragons into a party game. I hope you did. Wow. But wow. I did. I'm just kind of continuing. I have, basically, I had two ideas for market research. So this is another idea for market research that has okay, to do with Okay, sure. Well, I'll um, allow it. I've been to a lot of kids' birthday parties, right? And yeah. I think the characters that are in, po- like, especially the original characters from Pocket Paragons, which are only mm-hmm. in this game. They're mm-hmm. not in anything else, and we got to get them out there in the world for other okay. for people to see, them, right? Yes. So I know how to throw a kids party. We're gonna have party hats. We're gonna have a plastic tablecloth. We're gonna have party play all with these characters' images on there, right? So wow. that wow. we're gonna have balloons, cake decorations of Pocket Paragon's characters. So we got to get these characters more well known, and the best way to do that is to get kids wanting to have a Pocket Paragon's themed birthday party. So yeah. I love this, Andrew, because some of these folks are grotesque. So this is great. Yeah. I love the idea of my child running around with, uh, you know, uh, paper plates uh, and on it is uh, some sort of large crustacean woman. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. <laughs> who, you know, uh, or uh, uh, the pyromancer, <laughs> somebody being yeah. like. Yay, it's me, the pyromancer, you know. Yeah, they yeah. can have like little like masks with the the elastic band around the back that always breaks in 2 seconds, you know. They could have sure. that for these um, you know. Kids love pin, that. Pin the pin the fist on the on the paragon, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know, whatever you want to play. Watch it. Oh, on the paragon. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, um, <laughs> Well, Pete, the, what, so uh, now now that I've set set the scene, what game are these little kids we're talking maybe three-year-olds are going to be playing what yes. game did you okay uh, now now you're a game i played see by so you were in charge of decoration of for the party yes. andrew okay so i have the entertainment for the party andrew which is what uh, how they turn pocket paragons into a game they play there here's what they do andrew and here's the interesting thing this is unlike some of my past episode party game adaptation ideas andrew this one will not really upset the flow of a normal party you don't have to really kind of stop your normal party activities to play this one that i thought of andrew you could continue doing what you normally would do like for the kids i guess running around yelling and eating (laughs) pizza uh, inefficiently you know what i mean um so here's what you do Uh, you also have to make sure to fully explain it to people and you and in this case specifically you're going to have to make sure the parents understand and i guess maybe get their consent because you might get hurt <laughs> and de- almost certainly at the kids party they will get hurt because here's i knew what it was going to be something like this that's why i wanted to set you up oh, as, oh we're playing yeah. as a bunch of three-year-olds here yeah oh yeah andrew okay. nothing nothing makes me this is going to be perfect so you get paired up in a in a bracket situation, Andrew. Okay. Oh, now you got uh, everybody attention. who wants to participate. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so you 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 know you're always going to have an opponent, and you might get knocked out in the long run if if you know if you get beat if your HP goes down to zero. Right. Um, at, at and they you know they give you the the fighters cards. <clears throat> now at any time in the party, Andrew, you can call over the ref, and this will be you, of course, in this situation. Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't have kids. I'm not going to be at the party. It would be weird for me to be there. Um, yeah. So they can call you over, and they can tell you that they want to attack their opponent. They can do it mid-conversation. You know what I mean? If they want. They go, you know, ref, come on over. Um, they have to show you the card they want to use, right? And you go, okay. And then you have to go 
over, walk over to their opponent and explain that they're being attacked. And then they have to show you the card that they're going to pick, right? And then the ref tells the people who uh, who hit with their card, you know what I mean, to okay. go hit the other person <laughs> in real life. Uh, okay, and if great. the ref di- if if the ref didn't tell you to hit, you have to just get hit. You don't you can't you know right. If you got countered or something like that or whatnot, uh, and uh, so yeah, I mean you're just gonna basically you're just gonna basically hit each other. And I think the kids are gonna love this, Andrew. Quite frankly, right. So this um, is like this is like basically turn based mm. RPG, but you're actually hitting. You're actually punching each other. That's correct. Yes, okay. that's that is that is yep. That, it's a turn-based is fight club is what you're turning. Turn-based three-year-old uh, fight club at a birthday party. Okay, that's good. That's, that's great. Pete. That's you, that's correct, Your Honor. Uh, <laughs> you know, on the stand, uh, Andrew, uh, and execute. Well, I mean, Andrew, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe. Uh, I guess we can't execute three-year-olds. So. Hmm. Um, maybe... What's the worst thing for a three-year-old? Oh, you can uh, pop their balloon that they're holding. Oh, you know? my God, Andrew. You're a monster. I'd never go that far. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, you gotta pop that balloon, probably. Yeah, um, you got to... Um, what else kids is don't care. Kid? Kids don't really care if they get pushed down or fall kids down. Kids kind of don't care about anything. They yeah. do care if their balloon pops, though. That I'll is tell a- you what. Uh, you gotta go put your jacket on. That's something oh, they hate, no. right? That's I'm trying to think of what a child hates the most, and it's something like put it put their jacket on or like yeah, put their shoes, shoes on. Back on, yeah, put, put yep. your jacket on. Yeah, we might. That oh. it that is the yep, there we go. We've arrived at it. That is the execute, Andrew. If you get a, if you get executed, you have to uh, leave the party to go put your shoes on. Oh no. No. Uh and then no, you can no. and then at Maybe let's say two minutes later, you can take them back off and rejoin the party. But oh, I'm telling gosh. you right now, they are not going to want to do that. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, that um, sounds great. I think we've got a. I think we've got a really great birthday party for three year olds on our hands here. This I think so, Andrew. I think so. Um, you know, Andrew, it's it's funny. I uh, I, I went to uh, my fair share of uh, children's parties. I was kind of a popular kid. Um, really? How about yourself? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I didn't get invited to as many uh, 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 birthday huh. parties well, when I was a kid. Andrew, I mean, it might, could have been could have been because you had a kind of a mouthful of expanders uh, as oh. you were growing up. Oh yeah, well, you know, did that... you notice that I finally, finally, after all those years, I I just got my expanders out. I just got my expanders out. Wow, Andrew, you just got your expanders out. Um, and this, interestingly enough, this is the segment that we uh, have titled "I Just Got My Expanders Out." So perfect timing, hey, Andrew. Perfect. Um, this is, Glad of course, the that. segment. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thanks for doing that for the pod. Um, sorry about the teeth. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> you can put them back well, in. It doesn't matter because I. <laughs> It doesn't matter because I lost all my teeth at the last birthday party I went to. Uh, oh boy, yeah, yeah, a three-year-old. <laughs> Somebody wanted to like have a roundhouse fight kicked you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, weird. And then you had to go put your shoes on at the. Yeah, at the party. I know. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Multiple times I had to put my shoes on. And oh my gosh. Yeah, I lost all my um, teeth. Yeah. Well, uh, that's okay, Andrew. You won't need them for this one because we're just going to talk about expansion packs for this game. Um, and then also talk about expansion packs that don't exist that we'd want to make for this game. So, yes. Andrew, we've kind of already talked about a lot of the expansion packs well, theoretically, because like, there was like the original 
yeah. then they did a lot of those different IP uh, packs for this. And they're um, that's kind of the whole point of this game, I think, is that I think yeah. they're just going to keep on coming out with as long as they can. They're going to keep on coming out with more and more expansions. Like they gonna... should. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of their bread and better, right? Which is yeah. to say, like, th- so the we've talked about the you know mechanics of the game and how you play the game um uh uh, uh, uh which honestly even though it's kind of mm, shallow is not the right word but um it's it's you know simple let's put it that yeah. way right? yeah um uh, how, how you play the game um where the game it, it, it's still enjoyable um but the game e- takes it even further and sh- and really does shine i think we'd both agree in the um, the different characters you can play as and the fact that they each play differently you know what i mean yes. um and learning those characters yes. uh, and their move set and ha- and just how different they are and etc cetera, etc cetera. um so you know what a what a what a perfect uh, setup uh, for thinking about more of these packs of different characters. You know what I mean. So what do you think? And uh, do you have other characters in mind that you'd want to well um, expand this game to? Yeah, I mean I've already kind of mentioned a lot in my market research. Uh, one uh, other characters expanded to. So I came up with a different idea and. I don't know how doable this actually is, but I came up with this idea when I was playing Mario Kart recently. And in the newest Mario Kart, you can play as a me character, which I don't know if anybody out there has ever played the Wii or any of the newer Nintendo things. You make a little person, a little avatar for yourself in these things. And sometimes you can play as them in the games. So this got me thinking about well, why why don't they set up a service? Solus Games could set up a service where you send in a i don't know a picture of yourself and like stats stuff about yourself and then they make a custom deck just for you like based this. on you so then everybody like has this, themselves right as huge a huge. deck for yourself you know yeah this is huge and andrew i mean this works right into the kids birthday party you could do it for your kids you know what i mean there's like a little timmy you know talk about his strengths and weaknesses a little sally or whatever her strengths and weaknesses yeah Um, and of course why doesn't my character have any intelligence why don't i hit for intelligence yeah that's that would be a good zing you know what i mean um if you're doing it for the lads and everything like that well the best part on their website you'd have to like take um you have to take some sort one of those quizzes you know one of those uh, online quizzes and like answer a bunch sure of random which questions, uh, and then it would tell you, know, you which Pokemon you are or whatever which Pokemon you, know. you are yeah exactly yeah yeah which <laughs> Lord of the Rings uh, which game right, which Harry Potter character are you that kind of thing. yep exactly which exactly. house of Harry Potter you belong in mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. take one of those but, quizzes where you have to figure out which uh, you know golden sword to slide out so that the acid spills <laughs> into the right compartment and games. not on the person yeah um. Anyway, so then, and then based every... on that, you'd get results yes. on your intelligence and like how much money you have based on how much of the, you know, how much, you know, uh, V bucks you buy within that little right. game and everything. Um, so I like it, Andrew, because in I... the world walking around with these little decks of themselves. And oh you can wow! Challenge anyone at any time, you know. Yeah, it's kind of mandated. It's kind of like a social security card. You have to right. when you it's... sign up. When you when you sign up to uh, to it's your vote, passport. you also. And your yeah, you par- also Paragon's are... character. Yeah. 
Um, um, and a bonus for you, Chris Solis, if you're li- listening, which I know you still are. Um, you also get a bunch of it. data on people this way. This is what like Ancestry.com oh, does and stuff. So then you can sell that to uh, companies, and then oh, that's, that's where the stuff, real money yeah. is. Yeah, companies love buying that stuff for yeah. sure, reducing people to just a bunch of data sets. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, so, so then Solus Games can then become an evil tech company like Google or Facebook or one of those things, you know, and so... That'd be yeah. sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that'd be sick because Andrew, I'll tell you what. I don't know if I don't know if people have realized this, but those people, uh, when you become like an evil tech company, you're like doing the best in this world, right? Yeah. Now. Like you're. That's how you kind of like win the current world. So that's cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Andrew. I also love the idea that because if I submitted myself, and then a bunch of three year olds for the, my the party and stuff like that, I would probably say like I'm particularly good at like beating up three-year-olds like i could really beat these guys <laughs> up you know what i mean and then so i think i would probably have like maybe the strongest set of cards you know what i mean because they yeah they probably like, have like um, an inherent weakness ever see that seinfeld episode where kramer is keeps talking about how he's taking karate lessons and they're all impressed and then they go to watch him and he's actually just fighting against a bunch of kids and... <laughs> let's go that's like, well we're funny. on the same level you know <laughs> that's a good point yeah that is a good point <laughs> um yeah, I, I like it. I like it, Andrew. Um, so, you're. Uh, I got an idea for an expansion for you, Andrew. Uh, yeah, maybe you heard of them, Andrew. Okay, here's some different ideas for some expansions. Family Guy, Cleveland <laughs> Show, yeah. American Dad. Okay, Andrew. Yeah, that's right. I'm talking about the Seth MacFarlane verse. Okay. Um, and uh, the, I'm, I'm and I'm being serious here, Andrew. Okay, if I could be real serious with you for a second, um, yeah. Yeah. because people used to joke about putting Peter Griffin in Fortnite, like they would like make photoshops of it, and they thought it was funny and everything like that. Right. And you know what, Andrew? He's in there now. They put him <laughs> in in this current season. Uh, and I got to tell you, roughly half the people in the game play as Peter Griffin. So uh, <laughs> it's not it's not just a novelty thing. People like doing this. So I'm going to tell you, I think this has actual legs. Um, I wonder who and Peter Griffin. Uh... They're going to love it. They're going to love it, Andrew. And yeah. let's face it, seeing Stewie finally execute Lois, come on. This is huge. Oh, I think my gosh. Gonna, wow. I think maybe that's your first, that's, that's your first stop, Chris. And then... And then do the thing where everybody can make themselves in the game, too. I That's forgot. also good. But first stop is... I haven't watched Family Guy in probably, like, wow, I don't know, like 20 years or... 20 minutes years. or something like that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I forgot that the whole, the whole thing is that Stewie wants to kill the mom. I know. I remember that today. I was like, oh, that's perfect that he wants to, because, yeah. 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 Lois. Lois. They still make and that then show? He, she always, like, foils, like, puts away his ray gun or something like that. Yeah. It's, it's good. It's classic comedy. Um, yeah, and Andrew, I mean, that is the kind of stuff that goes way back. I mean, I'm talking the kind. It's, that's the kind of humor that's been around since the beginning, Andrew. I'm telling well, like you, like 2000, I think that show came out. So yeah, it's been around a long time. Exactly, kind of like the beginning of the world as we know it, 2000. Um, and no, actually, it might actually go even. I'm just saying, it might go further. I don't have any evidence, but I feel like that kind of humor might go further back. Andrew might even go all the way back to the time of uh, Neanderthals.
Neanderthals. Wow, Neanderthals. That is far back. By the way, I just looked it up, and Family Guy, they still do make new episodes. That's on Fox, so you can still watch I think they do still make them, which is, I I mean... Cash those checks is what insane. I say. I'm not. I. I'm not. Uh, I. Who knows? Maybe it's good. I don't know. Absolutely insane. Uh, and they were making episodes of The Simpsons back when Neanderthals were still around. Believe it or not. Um, I know. Yeah. Back so, when Matt Groening used to do. Yeah. Cave paintings. That's yeah. why Homer Simpson looks that way. He's actually modeled after a. Uh, the Tracy a, Ullman uh, show. Uh, you know what I mean. Anyway, we have been now tele transported back to prehistoric mm-hmm. times, back when the Simpsons yeah. started, and we are looking at some cavemen, and they are insisting that we show them our games. Are we going to show yeah. them pocket paragons? Why or why not? Pete, what do you think? Andrew, I'm saying yes. I'm oh, show. Wow. I'm going to show them pocket paragons. I mean, they're going to be... First of all, the art style is a pretty crazy step forward, yeah. right? Like, they're used to... They're used to basically taking... Mm, blood or saliva or some sort of urine dirt mix and drawing with their <laughs> finger on the wall and that is cool and all and but nowadays p- people are making some pretty cool like anime stuff uh, so that they're gonna have to get used to it might take them a little bit while to get used to but the bottom line here Andrew is that if they might actually learn how to like get good at like hand-to-hand combat sword fighting stuff like that and i guess the bottom line andrew is if they if they actually start to really focus on that from the beginning we might not ever invent guns you know what i mean like it might never come to that because we might end up just being kind of like a martial arts people forever oh, wow. you know what i mean wow you think and so, so okay. i think the possibility of that is definitely worth showing them this game you know what i mean like it might never i don't know if everybody knows how to hit real good or something like that and then we just yeah. you know we we just never have any need we just get better and better at martial arts we never have any need to invent yeah, no, mass murder weapons, maybe something like that. Now, it is possible they invent like a blade fist or something like that. You know what I mean? Like it's it. Yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say they're never gonna pursue uh, some sort of mm, kind of cheap edge or whatever. But right. as long as they don't invent like a blade fist that shoots like a hundred blades in like five seconds, I think we're still coming out <laughs> a net positive. You know what I mean? We're still better off. So. Yeah, I hear. I hear. So yeah, I'm gonna. Sh- I'm gonna show it to him. I'm gonna show I him. yeah, I just don't trust him with that. I am gonna say no. I'm not showing wow. this game to Neanderthals. Huge um, gun nut, Andrew no, Miller. That's not what I'm saying. Uh, NRA I'm... card holding. <laughs> no, no, I didn't say that. But I, I am saying that I'm not showing them this game, but simply because of the fact that I don't think they have pockets. And um, oh, how cruel dang. would it be? To show them this game, this great game, and Good then point. they, and then you say, "Hey, the best part is it's super portable. You can put it in your pockets. It's called Pocket Paragons because it fits right in your pocket." And they're like, "Oh, what's what pocket? You know what mean pocket? What pocket?" And I'm yeah. like, "Oh, yeah, you haven't invented those yet." And that's then they rough. Get, but your then kids they get real mad at it. me. Yeah, they probably steal my pants just to get the pockets. You know what I'm saying? Uh oh. And then I have no pants in prehistoric times. It's it's that's a classic. I'm getting an infection of some kind. It's not going to work out. They're suddenly making Family Guy that early. Once they see you with yeah. pants, they're making 
com. <laughs> They're making good shows. Yeah, we Fox don't want that. We only want specials. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> <laughs> They're inventing Fox, you know, uh, <laughs> animation domination. Uh, right. Yeah. You know, Fox. Uh, way yeah. too early. Right. <laughs> Here, causing a butterfly effect situation. Oh my gosh! Yes. Oh my god. Yeah, that would be trouble. I think for sure. For yeah, sure. They... For sure. They need to invent pockets first, and then I can show them the paragons that can go in those pockets. Yeah, we might have to, I mean, we'd have to call it, we could still maybe pull it off, we'd have to call it under rock paragon or something like that. And be like, see, you can put it under your rock. Put it under your rock, yeah. Mm, Yeah, like behind your ear paragons or something like that. Behind your ear, yeah, in your hair, in your dirty hair paragon. Yeah, 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 you're right. You know? Because uh, they were not, you know, shampooing, conditioning. No, oh, definitely then. not. So it was kind of like, I would assume it was a pretty stiff nest of hair. You probably just put stuff in. Oh, yeah. It's my guess, at least. Um, Andrew, if you had pretty nasty hair, one, maybe two could put stuff in there. But should they? Um, <laughs> would be you... the segment that we would play on this show if we were back in Neanderthal times. But... Uh, but we are in present time, Andrew, so instead we play a segment called Two Could Play This Game, But Should They? Two could play this game, but should they? Alrighty, how sure are you that two people should play this game we are going to give? pocket paragons a rating from zero to 100 percent yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh, yeah 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 andrew i am 79 percent sure that two okay. people should play this game andrew which is honestly a pretty darn good score andrew because yeah. i think this is a pretty darn good game um you know it's it's not it's not gonna unseat some of my favorites um out right. there but I did actually enjoy playing it, and this is yet another, um, you know, small studio, more independent creator game that, again, I was pleasantly surprised by. We get that a lot, I feel like, here. Yes. Um, You know, where you go in with some low expectations or whatever, because you have no idea what to expect, and then all of a sudden it's good. Um, And that is true here. It is, uh, it's super quick, Andrew. Um, Like you said, it could be, it could be over super quick like it could be literally over uh within the first few turns if you make a wrong move or whatever and suddenly there's an execution going on um but even if it is a a longer match or whatever it's still not that long you know you only have so much hp yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. so it allows you to do that kind of like let's set up and do another match mentality you know what i mean over and over again which is uh which is a pretty common thing within fighting games as well so again they're kind of borrowing from that culture if you will um because you're always you're always ready to jump back in typically until you get too humiliated um but um and uh, and like go again basically so that that is always one thing and you and you want to quite frankly which is good um and also the fact that you can go again with other characters because there's so many different characters you can choose from is really cool and they, that they all play differently is very cool too um while still being very like thematic to their their play style you know what i mean like somebody spent time making these characters uh move sets based on who they are and and what their personality is like um and they came up with some really fun mechanics for these uh for these different moves even though 
every character only has like six moves total. Um, they are well thought out. They are clever. You know, they have clever um, powers, clever mechanics behind them. And uh, and so you don't feel like you're lacking in that respect in terms of things to do. It, it really it makes you start to think how, how to use them. You know what I mean? Um, and, uh, and the fact that you can learn those characters and have that moment where you where you're like i can get better at this character by learning by by better learning becoming more familiar with their moveset etc etc is uh is fun and another thing that really borrows from fighting games that's a real thing in fighting games um and and the fact that when you do learn their moves some of them you you know might might appeal to you more than others is also another fighting game thing where you're like i just don't really like that person's move set so it doesn't speak to me but that person i really like that one you know so that's a fun thing um and honestly andrew the price is right on these guys i think these each of these packs is like 25 bucks and you get something like six fighters in each of them yeah and like that's that's important when it's a lesser known company lesser known game um and it's kind of in a smaller package and everything like that. I, I think that that is that that's a that's a good value, quite frankly, for what you get out of this. So, uh, yeah, I'm honestly just overall impressed not only by this game but by everything that Solus is doing over there. Uh, whether it be you know, like I said, I played Space Lion, thought that was impressive. Uh, Temporal Odyssey, all the stuff they're doing over there. Seems like they're doing it right, Andrew, in my opinion. Um, so yeah, I, I'm 79% sure that two people should should play this game. I am right behind you, Pete. I agreed with just about everything you said. I am at 73% sure that two people should play this game. Yeah, I I think uh, this game, it's fun for sure. Uh, The idea of this game is very cool to me. Like, um, I like how short it can be. Uh, The guessing, the guessing what the opponent's going to do, that's really fun. Um, Yeah. You know, like the rock, paper, scissor type type of game. Um, mm-hmm. We talk about the light, the uh, lightsaber dueling pack game, the Lost Worlds game, the Ace of Aces. You know, very similar feel to that. Even Stratego, yeah. like we talk about. But I feel like I'm always personally, I'm always bad at that type of thing. Um, mm. Much, much like in Stratego. Yeah, I just, I just can never. I got like double think, triple think myself, and it, it just stresses me out sometimes. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but I like that even if you're behind, you can still win, get that instant kill. Which, by the way, that would be a horrible mechanic in a game that takes like an hour to play. Yes. But since yes. this is such a small game like this, you know, it's like, ah, oh, okay, I'll just play it. Like you said, just set it up, play it again. That's kind mm-hmm. of the that's kind of the appeal of this game. But I think even the bigger appeal of this game is, like you said, trying out the different fighters, and that that catches my attention. I'm like, ooh, I want to try some more. Well, let me try this one. Let me try that one. Yeah, um, exactly. some, and some of them are very different. There's the one that doesn't do yep. any damage at all, which is really interesting. Yeah, the bard. Yeah, there was a bard in the original set that I, yeah, we thought was like a misprint or something like that. I was like, <laughs> is this, none of this, I was like, none of these cards have a damage value on them. No like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, <laughs> I was like, how is that even possible? How could you ever, I was like, this has to be a misprint because there's no way to win then if you can never decrease the person's hp and you very astutely were like well i think it just means that you're trying to set up and execute i think that's the only way you win with the bard is you essentially lull them to sleep yeah. or whatever as well, a bard and then you and then you execute them and i was like, a lot of oh their cards God. a lot of the cards in that deck you know have the power of like making them exhaust they, an extra card they exhaust know? a bunch of cards yeah and, and you're basically slowly chipping away until they you can 
get them down to basically having to play rest. Yeah, and, and then, then you, you capitalize. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Even though your execute your your weapon card does no damage, but if you play it when they're resting, boom, you win. You know, it doesn't matter. You win. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it, some some very clever mechanisms. Sure, but it's kind of cool if you can mm-hmm. get good at that one. You know, mm-hmm. um, and there's all kinds. So so much variety with the different characters. So right. Um, and I think there's just so much more room for expansion with this. Like it seems like they're going for it. They're they're making more uh, decks and everything like that. So. Um, mm-hmm. just the only one problem, and I think my score would have been a lot higher, but a lot of it is just personally with me, just, I don't really know any of these characters and, um, not only do I yeah. not, not know them, but like the style is, is not at all for me. Um, you know, some people love mm-hmm. this kind of stuff, but like the art, like a lot of people love yeah, that. Yeah. Like and, a graphic, uh, you know, graphic yeah. novel or whatever, like, you know, yes. like a comic book. This is like comic book stuff. Yeah. It's like comic book stuff. Yes. And it, that immediately turns me off. Not that it's bad art, but, and a lot of people love that, but it's just, it, mm-hmm. I'm just like, eh, it's not really the kind of thing that yeah. I gravitate to. I can't really wrap my head around it. Um, so if you had some yeah. characters in there that I knew or a different art style. If you maybe, had some like Basquiat in there or some yeah. Picasso stuff Yeah, like I love that, Basquiat. you really like. Yeah, that would be that would be kind of your stuff. That's what yeah. turns you on. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, but besides that, the game is is really fun. Um, you know, I just I'm just not finding myself like thinking about it all the time. It's, it's it would be a fun yeah. game to just kind of play when you have a few minutes. It's like, hey, we got. Yep. You could even play if you're playing like some really huge long ga- game. You know, with a bunch of people around a table, and it takes like mm-hmm. you know thirty minutes to get back around to your turn. Play play a couple games of this in between with somebody. You could, yeah, you could, <laughs> you could very easily bounce back and forth, honestly. To this, yeah, 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 yeah exactly. So, uh, um, so, yep, 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 yep. I love it. Well, Andrew, interestingly enough, uh, that means that our average score when you put our two together. Uh, wait, wait, we gotta we well, gotta walk over to the leaderboard first before we t- say our average score. Oh, good point. Leaderboard. Well, Andrew, I was already here. I was yelling from over here. Oh, you were uh, yelling from yeah. the leaderboard. That's why you were. Yeah, okay. sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Andrew, here's the thing. Um, okay. <laughs> so, Andrew, now that you have joined me at the leaderboard, uh, we can tell the audience that our combined uh, scores and then averaged out to get our final score puts Pocket Paragons at us being 76% sure that two people should play this game. Yeah. And, Andrew, that does that does ter- tie it uh, with another game on our leaderboard here, Foothills from Tony Boyden, um, Lookout Games, uh, the, the very clever uh, train track-building um, two-player game yeah. that we covered back on episode 59, uh, also got a 76. And, Andrew, the eagle-eared listener, knows that... <clears throat> if uh, if that ever happens, the way we break that tie is we look at our individual scores and we find out what the single highest score is, the single the one that somebody was the, mo- the most passionate about, basically, and that that breaks the tie, which means Pocket Paragons is on top of Foothills, Andrew, because of my seventy nine being one higher than your seventy eight, Andrew, for Foothills. So I beat you out just by a little bit with my passion for this game over yeah. your passion for that game. And- um, but he, uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's very interesting to look at the games that are right above and right below this game because right above this wow. game, the two games that we've talked about heavily. We did not this do episode. this on purpose, Andrew. I'm I'm just <coughs> no. learning this now because by by you pointing this out, so I'm just <laughs> going to say right up front, we did not do this on purpose. No, right above this game, right above Pocket Paragons on our leaderboard is Magic: The Gathering with seventy six point five percent. 
sure the two people should magic, play magic the gathering wow brian Which, mckay the the creator's you know yes, childhood loved magic gathering. and right below uh, well right below this and foothills with 76 they're tied at 70 with 76 right below those two is star wars lightsaber dueling pack with 74.5 wow. percent uh, this is crazy, Andrew. Pocket Paragons is essentially more or less sandwiched by Magic the Gathering and Star Wars Lightsaber Dueling Pack. It's almost like those two games got together, had a baby, and right in the and and sleeping right in the middle of them in bed uh, because they're scared uh, yes. of a large crustacean lady. Um, <laughs> at or, the birthday party they went to earlier today. At the birthday party they went to earlier, somebody one of the kids came up to them wearing a large crustacean lady mask and then it broke two <laughs> seconds later and they it really scared him um <laughs> it, sleeping right in the middle of them in in, in bed is is the baby pocket paragons yeah wow. yes wow wow um, so that is that is amazing that is our leaderboard right there our leaderboard that is, is amazing and andrew are we amazing oops oh uh, wait no the segment's called are we cool Are we cool? Are we amazing? Are After playing this amazing? game, are we still amazing? How many points did our friendship go up or down? Wow. How uh, amazing is our friendship after this game? <laughs> I'll say, honestly, this game, uh, while we were playing it, fun. It didn't make our my friendship really go up or down with you that much um, because mm -hmm. it's so quick. I don't get, like, mad that I lose because it's so, so quick, you know? Um, yeah. But I also, like, didn't... You know, I'm going to go up by one just because of the yep. experience we had at PAX Unplugged and meeting Chris Solis and stuff. It's a, that's a fun yeah, experience that we shared. It's a good story. Mm -hmm. I will always remember this game probably more than I would have if I had just bought it at the store, you know, because of good that. Point. And uh, you're good in point. that memory, Pete. So our, our friendship goes up by one for me. Wow. Wow, Andrew. Um, that's great. My, I also said plus one, Andrew. Hmm. Uh, has nothing to do with you. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, no, it's it's because uh, this is one of those games, Andrew, where we we had. I think we had a good time learning it together, and a good yeah. time. Whenever whenever there's a game where you and I are like looking through all the cards and being like, "Oh, look at this. Oh, look at this. Oh, this yeah. is a fun little thing." You know what I mean? I feel like that's and that happens a fair amount. You know what I mean? Where we're just like, "Oh, look what they did here. Uh, oh, this is fun. I want to try this out. Hold on, let me try this thing out." You know what I mean? That 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 kind of like learning together thing is good. Yes. You, and and it and it helps, you know what I mean, that we're not like like you said, we're not like distracted by being angry that we didn't win or something like that. It's more just like a like a sandbox, and we're just like, oh, let's try this. Now, what is this thing? Let's look at yeah, this thing. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah, I, th I think that's a I think that's definitely worth a, a, an increase in one for our friendship wow. points. Andrew. Well, that was that was amazing, Pete. Wow, so I'm glad that, that was we're still amazing. Amazing. Uh, and uh, thanks for uh, listening to Two Can Be Amazing podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Two Can no, Be Amazing podcast. Uh, go to our uh, Twitter at Two Can Be Amazing. No, Andrew, just kidding. The, the show is called Two Can Play That Don't Game. Don't make me make another and Twitter. So, and, so, the, and so the Twitter is at Two Play That Pod. The Instagram is uh, Two Can Play That Game podcast. I will say um, our Twitter has been 
you know, we used to Listen. have a Facebook, and that kind of went the way of the dodo, and now our Twitter yeah, is, yeah, is yeah, starting yeah. to fade as well. <laughs> I hardly ever go that, on And you know what? That is fine, Andrew. I mean, obviously, Facebook is only for old people, and uh, Twitter is now X, and it's owned by some sort of fascist uh, machine guy. So, yeah. honestly, that's fine. Uh, eventually, I'm sure Instagram is, I mean, Instagram is now owned by Facebook, so eventually we'll have to, Twi- we should well, probably yeah. get on Blue Sky or something like that, or who I knows guess. what. Honestly, yeah. I, let's just go back to Cave Paint like we talked about before is it, um yeah. social Isn't media kind of stinks Blue Sky anyway. is, uh made by the original creator of twitter i think right it's no like idea a, no yeah idea. i'm pretty sure the guy who made actually twitter. the blue sky is made by my god in heaven and so <laughs> oh, there you go the big the big man <clears throat> so the big dog yeah, twitter so. twitter has really fallen off actually because well i feel like yeah. a lot of people left but also when you get when you see like something like a funny video or something like that and you click to see mm. what people are saying in the comments the comments are a bunch of bots posting videos that are oh yeah like not even related to the first video so you no, can't even trash. see what people are saying about it anymore it's it's trash no nah, it's trash it's it's trash it's just somebody you know after it gets bought 20 by 20 different people and they're just trying to mine it for money any money yes. that's left in it you know what i mean it's just although trash, i yeah. will say if any bots want to comment on on our tweets um go ahead and do that and mine mine go ahead and do that it I'm gets sure. our engagement up yeah, yeah exactly yeah and also if anybody needs any ray bands uh we are selling them over on the <laughs> for a <laughs> steep discount over oh, and it's just like I wouldn't be surprised if our Twitter has been taken over by a bot uh, at some point, because uh, that's just the way of the world, Andrew. That's right. Um, but you know what hasn't gotten taken over by a bot yet? Apple Podcasts reviews uh, oh. and also Spotify reviews and stuff like that. If you want to create a bot and have them leave just countless five-star reviews for us over and over again, that's great. I'm down oh, for I that. I love that. Uh, but you can also just do it the old-fashioned way by being a human and doing it, too. Um, yeah. Leave us some reviews. Rate us. It really helps uh, with visibility, getting us out there. You know what I mean? Um, and but, tune in next time, Andrew. You know what yeah. I mean? That's something a bot can't do. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's, That's right. not... It's, it, That's we're doing right. our own Turing test. You know what I mean? Oh, um, you know what, though, Pete? We cannot ask any humans or bots to tune in next time if they get another friend. Oh, that's a very good point, Andrew. Good parameter there. Uh, if you do have more than one friend, you can go ahead and tune into Thrice Cakes. That's the uh, podcast that's all about three-player board games and also puffed rice snacks that they have shaped into discs. Mm. Thrice Cakes. Delicious. Yeah. Yeah. You might have yep. trouble picturing how they tie that all together, but uh, yeah, they really pull it off seamlessly. It's really nice. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good job. Uh, it's, it's two very different topics, but, I mean, you know, rice cakes and three-player board games, they uh, they go together, uh, you know. <sighs> Better than you think, I would say, actually. Honestly. Just give it a shot. How many three-player board games are there, really? I mean, actually, have you ever looked this up, like, three-player-only uh, board games? Oh, that's a good point. Well, that I don't know. Be, I guess... I, there are all, let me just more two-player board games than there are three three-player board game, right? I think that's probably true. Yeah, 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 because you think of like, they're thinking of like husband and wife or whatever, like... It's usually uh, four. Like, four is a common count, but Four is, is maybe the common. most common, right? Which One is weird that now... Or uh, two to four. Yeah, right? like, at least 75 different podcasts have come up about three-player board games, but... Um... Exactly. There's so many different podcasts <laughs> that cover three-player board games. And then within them, they must have multiple episodes. Like, I'm looking up Thrice Cakes right now, and they have uh, 1,000 
654 what? episodes, so Whoa. there's at least, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Holy smokes. So, of, yeah. That's also a lot of rice cakes. I mean, that is... Yeah, I know. It's you. I never thought there'd be that 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 variety, but I guess you know you've got like sour cream, you've got onion, <laughs> and then it just goes from there. You know what I mean? You got ruffles. <laughs> you, got, you, you got, got yeah. You got ruffles flavored rice cakes. You got uh, salt and vinegar. Uh, salt and vinegar. You got salt and vinegar. You got red vinegar.